Let's kill the big one. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure you have that backwards. The big one kills us. We probably should figure out what exactly we're doing tomorrow so we're not wasting any time. Here's the idea. We put the meat out, we cook it, and we put it over a fire. If not a Toda shows up, we seize it, we kill it, and we eat it. And then we put it on top of the pyre, and we wait to see if a Toda or not Toda shows up. And this washer and repeat until a Toda shows up. I like the idea of a booby trap. Make this like home alone, except forest with friends. When I came out here, I was just assuming, eh, I'm going to punch it. Marnie did say Cece will improve. It'll just take a lot longer for her to get better. Nope, that's that's not acceptable. If we can't catch them, if somebody gets too hurt, we will have to turn around. And if Smoot is going to be standing there like a bulwark. I'm going to take that as a compliment because I'm an optimist. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm thrown off by the murder hobo face. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles, Season 1, Episode 15. I am your host and Game Master. My name is Emily, also known as Snow. So let's go around this table and introduce ourselves. I am Quentin. I am a player of the Gate Chronicle podcast. I play Charles Smoot, 56-year-old biology teacher, born and raised in upstate New York, currently lost in this forest, looking to assist his compatriots in any way he can. So is he officially 56 now? I don't know. People keep telling me he's 56. He's 50. He could be 57. He could just have dementia and forget how old he, he is. He might be 75. He, I, I doubt he's that old, but he, it is. Got, I don't, it's not written down. What do you want me to? I'm literally looking at 57 oh, years. Oh, it does say 57. It is written down. <laughs> he is 57. He just sometimes forgets how old he is. You, you stop counting after some point. I know I have. Listen, I have to... the past year's been tough on him. It, it's been a real rough year, this 2020. Hi, I'm Zach. I'll be playing good old Alfred Kenneth Mast. And uh, this is going to be an interesting day. We're, we've got we've kidnapped a small child. Uh, hi, I'm Jaden. Uh, I'll be playing Finnevere Avere, 25-year-old aspiring merchant, uh, desperately trying to keep his new uh, <clears throat> investments alive. Uh, hi, I am Andrew, and I play Alan Taylor. The man from Ohio, who is a strong advocate to his right to killing animals mercilessly. <laughs> Good lord, sir. Alan, we're not in America anymore. Well, aside the point, let me just give you guys a brief recap of what happened so we can pick up right where we left off. After a whole lot of setup last episode, exploring the area, building up to a big fight with a Tota, the party, you guys, managed to circumvent the entire thing by capturing the baby Tota. Whether or not that was good for this Toad remains to be seen. And now you're making your way back to Ashby Village. Hopefully not with a Toda in tail. So, let me just ask you something really quick. Yes, you guys have been running for a bit. What do you do to stay out of sight of this creature that has been trailing behind you guys? She can't move as quickly because she is in the forest. So she's moving about probably 40 feet per round if we were using rounds as an example. But she's behind because you guys got a head start on her. 
so I'm going to have you guys, whoever would be trying to track their way and others who would be focused on carrying the Tota baby, which I know, Smoot, you were carrying the Tota? Gambling? I thought Amali was it Molly? had it. Amali, Amali definitely Amali had it Amali has it, that's right. And okay. Smoot told, I mean, Amali told me to lead the way because he's carrying yeah. it and he was distracted. Yes, please roll Did your survival. Did we force Amali to punch it last time? Oh, yeah. It only worked for a little bit. Natural crit giving me a survival check of 29 for Smoot to lead the way. Okay, so Smoot, using your brain, your big brain powers big right brain. now and your knowledge of how wildernesses work, you are able to buy, like track your group back, moving very quickly through the forest, backtracking, but also avoiding the trail that you used originally and trying to throw it off the scent with an old track versus new. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you guys are being guided rather successfully through the forest. You go for probably a good hour or so like this. You hear the mama trailing behind you, trees being thumped and the roars in the background until finally you guys do seem to lose her for a bit, but you do hear her sound again. You all can make a stealth if you'd like to hide or continue running. Which one would you do? Can we make How long does that scent cloak lock for? Can we make a both to continue running but keep uh, ourselves as hidden as possible? You get running. one or the other in my well, choice. Well, it all hinges... My vote hinges really dependently on how tied up we have this uh, baby. Yeah. Because I remember at the end, I was trying to, to talk everyone to tying it up, and we just went through an hour. Uh, I mean, we had a bag over its head last time I checked. Yeah, I wanted to wrap it up in a blanket and then tie that around. So, I thought we had it completely in a bag. It's its head's in the bag. Yeah. It's not all in the bag. And Molly's been carrying it. Uh, yeah, depending on how knocked out this baby Tota is, uh, that would depend on if we keep running. Because if we try and hide and it cries, she's just going to find us anyways. You guys are still moving. Would you either hide or run? And I'm going to tell you right now that the Tota baby has been struggling a good bit in Amali's arms. He has not punched it again for fear of causing more damage to it than he would like to do at this point in time. Because he does not want to accidentally kill the creature. So that's a no on the tied up? It is not tied up. You'd have to take the time to tie it up. Um, you would have to and use the opportunity to stealth at this point, and then you could attempt to do it to tie it up and maybe try and muffle the sound more. Or you could keep running in hopes that you completely lose the mother. I say we keep running. Can I, it's gonna make noise. while running next to Amali, make a grapple check on its face? It's already grappled it's, by Amali. Its face is already, yeah. Its yeah. face is in the bag. Well, it's in the bag, but it's it, 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 it hasn't been explicitly described that Amali's like keeping its mouth shut. Even if it does, it can still make it cry out. Yeah, it can like whine, but it can't bark. I'm Is... not putting my hand directly on this thing's face because it could try to bite me. Through the and bag. guess what happens? I get out. I can carry you. No, you can't While carry being chased by So if this thing is still making noise, we have no chance of stealthing, it, it, so we run. have to run. Yeah, if it's if the baby's if making noise and we're being followed, we have to run and poke out running. Yeah, pretty much. If it's doing that, we're running. Yeah, it's making those little sounds. Yeah, stealth is a bad call. Let's go. All right, so make another survival check for me, Smoot. You guys can make perception checks if you are not um, doing the survivals. I have a total 23 on my survival right now. Good job, good job. 16 on perception. 15 on perception for Finn. 23. 
Ooh, okay. So all three of you, as Smoot is guiding you through the forest, um, he, he seems to be guiding you on the straight and narrow, but you guys do notice a bunch of suspicious brush that you decide may not be the best direction to run into, especially after your last encounter with a plant that wanted to eat you. So you guys redirect him, but you continue to run. And behind you, you still hear the sound of the totem mother but it seems she's getting a little further away. You're making distance. All right, another hour passes by. What do you do? Do you stealth or do you continue to run? All right, if we got the time now, then I say, I go, all right, this is our chance. Hold it still. Let's try to immobilize it. I have the uh, bedroll. We can use that to lock up its legs and then tie that around it. Okay, so I'm going to need you guys to make your stealth checks first before you do anything else. Three for Spoot. I told everyone stealthing is not a good option. Total 20 for Taylor. Also, I have 20 feet of plain rope. Oh, yeah, we just shot. Uh, 15 for Finn. 25. Um, pretty much everybody except for Smoot. And let me double check really quick. Smoot, wheezing and exhausted, stands out in the middle of plain sight. <laughs> He's an old man. He can't be bothered to hide while he recoups. Okay, exactly. so it's Smoot and Kelsey who are basically standing outside. Kelsey's uh, wheezing, like, breathing a little heavy, but she puts her hand on your back and she's like, are you okay? Uh, I haven't ran this much since back in high school track in the 80s. She looks around. Everyone else is already well hidden on the side. She pulls you over to another side and dives into a bush. Very nice. Nice. Very nice. Nice, nice, nice. Alright, so you guys have lost Kelsey and his hands to help tie up the creature for the time being that you're trying That's to fine. Hold it down. So you guys on the other side, while you're successfully keeping yourselves hidden in the brush, uh, you see Kelsey and Smoot over on the other side, though. You see they're kind of struggling to hide well amongst the brush in the area. But you take this opportunity to attempt to more thoroughly tie up the creature. I say we wrap it in a bedroll and then take the 20 feet of rope and tie the bedroll tight to it. Amali's putting his weight on its back to keep it from moving. Yep. And we roll it up like a hot dog. Or not like a hot dog. This, this thing's about the size of a small dog, right? Basically. Like a crock in a blanket. So what I'm going to have you do is one of you is going to have to roll the main survival to tie it up. Amali is currently keeping a grapple on it. He can't make that tie. So somebody else has to make the main tie and everyone else can assist. I will make the main tie. Uh, who's assisting me? I would be. All right, I will take my inspired roll today. Okay. Alan, I assume you're going to keep lookout for this thing. So make a perception. Uh, 19. Four and a three. So that's a 10. Alfred, assisting. 17. So I'm assuming he gets a plus two. Maybe should have had Finn with the better perception do the lookout. And nah, that's fine. What's okay. your survival? So Amali's just holding this thing down as it struggles and it hisses. As he's holding it down, you're trying to wrap the bedroll around his body, right? Is that what is that what we're wrapping? Yeah, we're wrapping yes. the bedroll and then tying it up okay. with the rope. So, Finavir, you tie as good as a knot as you think you can do, and it's tied up. It, it looks like it's holding kind of more still now. It, it should hold for a little bit, maybe. Okay, then, then let's go. Did that take the full 20 feet to tie it up properly? No, I, we would use extra rope. I would use extra rope. It's my character's decision. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying so, I use all of it. He yeah. uses all of it, so he... All right. So it makes it a little bit more weighty for Amali to carry, but oh, poor guy. Okay. Uh, uh, then I will carry it. Well, last last uh, time on Pathfinder Ball Z, um, he said, I quote, I can lift 400 pounds with no problem. <laughs> this is not a lie. All right. So, Alan, as they're taking the time to tie this thing up, you start to hear the creature approaching closer again. The trees behind you are 
shaking. You can feel the ground and the roars of this creature are echoing through the foresty landscape. Oi, y'all, we gotta get out of here. Uh, like, now. All right, come on, guys. Smoke, smoke. Uh, you know I go and give him a motivational slap in the face. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're going that way. And I point with a 21 of my survival yet again. All right. So you guys make a perception as you're going for those of you who are not aiding in the survival. No one aids me. 14 for Finn. How do I keep looking? My perception's a one. It's a, it's a seven. <laughs> you're like, I hope it gets better every time. 21. Actually, it would be Mest that has the best hearing this time around. He can tell that the creature is approximately, at this point, maybe about 300 yards away. All right. As you guys are running through. It does seem, though, that three hours later of you running and hiding and taking brief breaks to catch your breath while remaining stealthed and hidden among the brush, the creature ends up getting more left behind than before, and it's Al's echo into the background of the forest. It seems for now you may have escaped this creature. Uh, uh, So, fun fact, you may not believe this, but uh, as I read it in a book one time that humans can actually have some of the best stamina in the the animal kingdom. Uh, (laughs) We are uh, endurance predators, that's the word. That was three hours of running. I don't think I can do any more. I, I am asleep. You you may see me standing. That is an illusion. I have been asleep. <laughs> and Smoot just plops down on the ground. Good job, guys. You managed to avoid a potential encounter with Mama Toda. You got lucky. All right. So what's the plan? We have the child. Make a perception check, everyone, please. Me a 13 total. Smoot. 21. 9. 14. Alan, you actually noticed that the young Tota, Amali, who is now just laying on the ground, face up and holding the Tota in his arms, breathing heavily, you notice that some of the bindings have come loose on what is being wrapped around it. I, I, w- I would like him to make an attempt to draw it tight and then just create, like, another knot. And any loose strands I want to draw tight and then create a slip knot right there. So that's a survival check to do that? 14. Okay, you do this. And you feel that you've tied it well enough. Cool. All right. We could travel for longer, but that was honestly very tiring. I am asleep. I cannot travel. Some of us could travel farther. I believe at least two or three of us cannot. Mest, how you doing there? (laughs) I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Amali just sits up and he looks at everyone, holding the creature in his arms. Well, in all honesty... I would like to take a short break and then reassess the situation and see if maybe we can continue on for a little bit. Well, either way, if we manage to find a good place to camp for tonight, we came out here with seven days rations. We've been out here for three days so far. Today's the fourth, I believe. So given that we're on our way back, I believe we should have enough rations to make our way back. Uh, Just as a player asking, because Smoot was navigating, would I know how far out we would be from town? You're approximately three days as it was before. After I take a fiver and get some water, I am going to, at whatever pace I can manage, try to make stretches of double backing. Whatever scent we're leaving that it's obviously uh, being able to follow. Yeah, you would have to backtrack with the group. Oh, I can't just do it by myself? No. No, because it's all our scent that it's, it's tracking, not for, just yours. W- which one is it looking for? The baby. 
so it's going to follow the trail of the baby. Ah, uh, you have a point. That's the only thing that isn't masked you right now. You could carry the baby around. If Finnevere wants to, he can try. How heavy does it does it look? I can carry the baby with it. When, when you go over and you attempt to lift the baby, you feel that it is relatively hefty with your current set of items on you might need a little assistance for example like alan offering would be a good idea i would assume that this thing is no more than 80 pounds all right basically i don't turn down people who are offering to help it's one of my tenants i'm still feeling pretty spry right now so if you want to lead on and you want to try and make a maze of sense for that thing i will carry it and you lead all right i do this while everyone's resting, we will take a casual pace as to not wear ourselves out, but we're going to try to backtrack some alternate routes. Okay, that sounds okie dokie to me. So you guys are going to have to make a survival check to do some backtracking. Six. I've rolled a 16. So Alan gets the idea of, hey, if we keep our eyes on the camp or where everyone is for at least a good bit, we can at least keep an idea of where we need to go back to. So you guys face the direction of where everyone else is literally backtracking temporarily how far out would you go uh maybe five minutes distance 10 at max i'd say well it's something that we have to travel uh, like four four to six times so we have to travel whatever distance that is so it could only be like two minutes most that's all we have time for and maybe two separate tracks is all we would really have time for because we have to do each one four to six times we could also do a lot of cross hatching uh, a lot of splits left well, and right if you, to make it if such have, a wide area before moving on. If you have two true, two strong scents that it could go down and one weak one, which is the one you only traveled once, then that, that, that's all we really have time for uh, because we should rest. You guys managed to backtrack for several minutes trying to be creative in leading this creature astray so it doesn't follow you. After all... By getting into a fight with this thing now that you guys are somewhat fatigued, I would say you're all fatigued at this point, would not be a good idea. So you take the time to do this, and then you do return to the camp where everyone else is simply resting or eating some of their rations or even looking at some of the things they might have gotten. Alfred, would you like to take this time to maybe look at the leaves that you were given by Finevere? I guess I'll investigate them since they went for a walk with the lizard. Go ahead and give me a knowledge nature. Wow. That's it, man. Okay. I have a I have a knowledge nature of eight. Wow. That's a two. That's a two. That's a two. Well, you open up the packet of leaves. It's like folded in like a little type of envelope made of some sort of like papyrus paper. And as you open up, you see that there are some dried leaves. They do smell a little musky, but somewhat herbal. And you assume that that these must be some sort of tea leaves. They appear to be well-dried. And the more you look at them, you think that they'd be pretty interesting to experiment with. For now, you can mark them as stinky tea leaves. Mm. Speaking of stink, there's something I want to do when we get back. Poop? (laughs) I mean, you're towards the right track. You guys get back after the time that Alfred takes to observe these tea leaves, and Smoot has taken the time as well just to lay down, rest, and stop wheezing. I'm going to take my used coffee grinds and smear that over the bedroll that's containing the baby. Try to mask its scent a little bit. All right, you do Uh, that. Yep, that is the most potently smelled thing that I was allowed to bring with me. Pretty much. But eventually he would speak up and uh, turn to everyone, posing a question. 
Well, we have it. We have a little bit of time. What now? What's our plan? We have the little guy. Do we know exactly what we're going to do with it? I just had an idea. What if we didn't have to bring it back with us? All right. We only came out here for the venom, and you yourself said that it's extracted through the fangs, but we need it fresh. Wait, does this have a... So said Marnie. Marnie said we needed fresh venom. This is fresh. It'll just be a few days. days. Messed. What do you think about the potency of a venom? Do you think it loses its uh, toxicity over the course of just a few days? Theoretically, it could. Uh, If it doesn't have any natural preservatives in it, it's possible. Then again... Putting it into a vial, having it properly sealed, might be able to extend its its uh, uh, life if it were to if it were to degrade on us. Well, but I, that being said, I can't exactly give us an estimate on how long it would last. Amali, do you think you could hold it down for a bit? Uh, I want to try to extract some venom. I can try, sure. I mean, I've been holding it this whole time. He's got a good point about that. I've been holding this thing. For like hours. What what do you want want me to do at this point? Just keep it pinned. Punch it in the face a couple times if you have to. I I mean, like, try and knock it out. Both Kelsey and Amali look at you with disgust. I meant, like, knock it unconscious if you can. It's barely doing anything. It's actually not even making any noise anymore. Well, that's good. Keep it like that. That is how we like it. That means it must be tired. We have to act quick. Or it's suffocating. Or take the bag off its head. Am I taking the bag off its head? Or are we... Well, how are we right. going to get the venom you out of it? You keep it pinned. I, I'm running and grabbing some uh, sticks that look like they'll make for uh, sturdy chalks. Okay. And I'll, I'll just try to break them or slash at them with my uh, knife. I'm going to walk up from behind and pin its head as well. Like get a good grip on the back of its neck. Uh, Molly is currently holding it in his arms. He hasn't pinned it down to the ground yet. Uh, uh, Molly. Send it down on the ground and pin it. You you keep its body pinned, and I'll keep its head pinned. You want to pin down? Okay, that's fine. It It's Secure. literally the size of a small dog. We don't know this animal. We're not taking risks. So I'm going to sit my 180-pound hide right down next to it and keep its front pinned while you keep the rear pinned. Well, okay. So um, who's taking the bag off its head? I will once I have its head pinned. Okay, have fun with that. He starts to move it away from his chest. It starts to struggle again inside the bag. You can see its little legs like pushing th- through some of the cloth, and you hear a little bit of tearing I thought sound. Only its head was in a bag. No, it's ba- it's uh, right. it was wrapped up. It we wrapped it up. Yeah, it's wrapped up. So you see its uh, legs start pushing, like poking around on the blanket, and you hear little tearing sounds as well. Oh well, then that we need to tie it up better. Uh, you let me know when I get back with the the trucks. All right. Uh, so he does put it down on the ground. He's holding it, but you can see that it's it's struggling a bit more. So you are going to roll a grapple on that. That is a 21. Okay. On second thought, uh, my hands are being rather both taken up here. Uh, Smoot. Yeah? Would you mind uh, grabbing the uh, bag and pulling it off and getting the heck away from its face all at the same time? <laughs> kind of, but I'll do it nonetheless. <laughs> Much appreciated. Is the bag untied? No. Um, currently, uh, it's being held down around its head by Alan Taylor, who's basically holding around the... You, he'd have to let go hey, in hey, order for the bag to be hey, removed. Hey, my guy. Taylor. Taylor. Yeah? You, 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 you see the complication here? I trying to pull bag off Lizard. You holding bag down on Lizard. 
I wish to put my hands on its neck under the bag. I guess I didn't specify that. Okay, that's going to be a different set of rolls there. Um, because you have to take the bag, you'd have to loosen the bag to do that. Because the bag is currently tied around its head. I'm grabbing its neck. Is it all the way down it's, to... It's, is it all the way down to completely where its neck meets its shoulders? It's, it's so far down that the creature's arms were described to be in the bag. I thought the arms were in the bag because we of had the, the head hot dog roll. We, its bag. shoulders are like the tops of its shoulders. You could imagine it, if you pulled a bag over somebody's head, it could go my size. A bag that large would go down to my shoulders is what I imagine. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I guess we will have, I, I guess I'll release it from my grapple and Quentin can pull the bag off and I'll immediately grapple check it. Oh, okay. Do I need to roll like disable device, escape? Like what am I rolling to untie this? He, he's undoing the bag. So you're just going to roll a reflex and you're going to roll a reflex. Three. <laughs> I am behind it. 15. I am on its back. You can't be on its back. A Molly's okay, on the not, back. Not literally on its back. You would have a, to be onto the side of it. Not in front of it is, so, is the point. Alan, you are on the side of it thinking that you're in a good position. Smoot, you are standing in front of it and you manage to pull the bag back and pull away as it turns its head and bites at Alan, which it does succeed at getting your arm. Ah, Amali! Knock it out! Someone get its jaws off him! I wish to strike it in the face. Okay. Is that a calm With shot? With my other... Yes! All right, Andrew, I need Alan to roll a... Fortitude save. Your saves aren't too hot today, my boy. Nine. <laughs> to be fair, I was advocating for just taking it all the way back. Just just let it be known. We're, we're going to need more anti-venom. All righty. So, Alan Taylor. It tries to lunge forward a little bit, but it discovers its body's being held back by Amali, and it turns its head, lashing around. Its fangs manage to graze against the side of your arm, unintentionally hitting you, but it still manages to inject some of this venom into you. You feel your body go limp, and you fall over. Whole body instantly. That is some blood circulation. Hmm. Or it's just how potent it is. Smoot would immediately run over and attempt to drag Alan out of the way of the creature. Make another fortitude save. 20. Okay. Make another one. I know this is really bad for him, but all I can think is, oh my gosh, we're keeping this. (laughs) The lizard? Yes. 11. Make another one. Six. You are rolling so <laughs> below average. Your dice better be really great for the rest of the evening. I know he's not dead, but how dead is he? It's okay. It's okay. You're is not it? completely dead. Is it, is it okay? just Everything will be fine. <laughs> I mean, at this point. You take five points of constitution damage. How? So I lose two max health per level. FYI, I want you to know you did succeed on one with a really good number. The paralysis is cut in half. There you go. So I can like... No, time-wise. How long is going to last for you? So you're down for one day. I don't like that smile, Snow. Is the constitution damage temporary? It is temporary damage. You do have to... But you have to rest to recover it. Temporary ability score damage recovers at one point per day. So we rest a week and I'm fine. Yeah. Basically. Week. We were gonna well, we got to live first. We, we do got to live first. We spend a week in town once we get back anyway. Well. Smoot immediately after <laughs> seeing Alan getting even remotely nicked and then collapsing would drag him out of the way of the Toda. Amali, just put the bag back on its head. Uh, okay, uh yeah, throw me the bag. I, I chuck him the bag. <laughs> just knock it out. Just punch it in the face. It's just looking around frantically panicked, um, flailing its head around. 
I'm going to wait a minute before, you know, just let's see if it calms down okay, a little, okay. all right? It'll do, wear itself out. Does anyone have any meat on them? Benavir, mast. Oh, so now I'm being called looking for the chucks yeah. that I was looking for before we, things were supposed to start. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear my name and I start running back with whatever I found. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I got him. Uh, yeah. And he got us. <gasps> Why did you start without me? <laughs> do you have any raw meat? We're trying to just pacify this thing. Uh, let me go through my bag. Uh, I, I pull out the ham shake. Is it just like walking around? No, no, it's being held. It, it's, it's, you see its little front legs are clawing at the ground in front of it, and it's like hissing, and it looks very panicked. You see this little blue eyed creature just looking around, terrified. Oh, blue eyes are so cute. Yeah, it has little tiny round blue eyes Aww. and really potent venom. Aww. <laughs> it's cute and deadly. Can uh, I move my mouth I, I, and or breathe? You can breathe just fine. You can wiggle your toes a little. Can I mumble? No. You can <laughs> you can make sounds. Good yeah. job, Alan. So, so I go out it. and uh, uh can, should I make a knowledge nature check to see right. if this right. thing is developed enough to be able to consume chunks of food? I cut off a slice and I, I toss it towards its mouth, like a large chunk. Okay, you, you toss it towards it. It's moving its head around wildly, and you see that the meat just lands on its face and it's just shaking its head still, not really paying attention to it. I see. You could make that check for me, please. That's a nature. We got, for smooth, a solid 25. You assume, based on your knowledge of reptiles, that reptiles are developed inside of eggs, basically, and that when they hatch from the eggs, that they are developed enough to consume the regular foods. Although sometimes they consume mainly things that are smaller than they are, it should be fine eating meat. Okay, that's good. Uh, Kelsey runs over to Alan. Oh, oh, oh this is this is really bad. Uh, we... Really? Who would have thought that? No, I thought this was just cheeky. This is like Tuesday for me. Maybe we shouldn't be trying to get the venom from this thing when we have no way to, uh, well, hindsight. Uh, Alan, are you okay? She leans over you and she's looking in your eyes. You can blink and stuff like that. I move my eyes up and down to as closely as possible imitate shape and nodding my head. Yes. I think he's having a seizure. Can I roll a heal check? <laughs> I move my eyes left to right to indicate shaking my head no. <laughs> She's got a sense, but... Oh, God. Kelsey! <laughs> I think it's getting worse. Should I roll a heal check? Yes. Okay. Smooth's heal is a 17. He is not having a seizure. Woman, he's just trying to signal that he's okay. He's fine. Are you sure? I mean, either that or he's asphyxiating on air and having a seizure all at the same time. I don't know what the paralysis is doing to him, but he seems like he's okay. I, did he get bit? Do I see any visible marks on him? You look at his arm and you see that on his right arm that there is a small gash, probably uh, about two inches long. Right. Not very deep, but it looks like it's like a nice scrape against the arm. Roll my impulsiveness. What does that mean? It's all right, buddy. I got you. I, I uh, <laughs> for those at home, I rolled a one. <clears throat> I, I jumped out and I like put my mouth on the wound. And I try to suck out the venom like I've read in a book. This is supposed to work. I've heard. Please roll a fortitude save. Oh God. <laughs> Let's go. If I'm already paralyzed, already in all my body. Let's go, Bard. Let's do this. Who has a one in his fortitude? 16. That's good. That's good. It's a good roll. You feel the tingling sensation on your tongue 
but nothing happens beyond that. Or wash it all. Uh, I I'm still panicked, so I'm gonna come out. I'll crush a bug and I'll I'll to heal him. Okay. It's all right. We're gonna get you patched up. Penever, <laughs> You ever heard the term "cut your losses"? You want to kill him? Yeah, no. I mean, we could just leave him here in the forest, but that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying, Taylor. I'm saying we should probably just accept what is and move on. He does not look like he's going to be walking today. Oh, goodness. Alan, why? Alfred, is there anything you can do? You want me to do something with this? I, my vote is to kill this thing now before it gets more of us. Mm-hmm. If we kill it, then we don't have access to the anti-venom. Yeah, then we can't help if Alan either. If we kill either. it right now, we can try to extract what what's left of the venom in it. But if it just used the venom, it's probably already depleted. That is... I don't know much, but maybe that's true. It, it is small. I probably can only... Okay, do- hold on. Out of game, if it got a tiny nick on him and it caused him to fall full paralysis, <laughs> uh-huh. if that is its maximum uses... Per day, mm-hmm. this is some bullshit. <laughs> what do you mean? Why? I mean, that could also just be how you keep it balanced. That way, the players There's can't be balance in this. Yeah, yeah. For when we get this and tame it and make it our own. Hey, listen, that's a baby. <laughs> Wait, what color is it? The baby is like a uh, grayish blue. <gasps> blue eyes, gray dragon. <laughs> can we name it Kaiba? Can I attempt to put the bag back over its head? Uh, sure. Wasn't Amali trying to Amali, calm it down first? Yeah, Amali is still sitting there watching it. It's starting to slow down a little bit, breathing deeply and then sighing heavily. <laughs> like that. I, listen, uh, I that's can't. Some, a really deep sigh, yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Master, don't, just for now, don't make any sudden moves. Amali said he was trying to calm it down first. I agree. We're not going to try anything else here out in the forest. So it's a stupid idea in hindsight that we did. But Taylor's a young strapping lad. He'll walk it off. Tomorrow, when he can walk. Kelsey puts Alan's head on her lap and pats it. Is this a Korean drama? No. It is now. This is a sign of affection. No. God, no. Uh, Kelsey's intention is just to make sure that he's okay. For now, I will carry Taylor, but someone will have to carry mine and Taylor's things. All right. So in the meantime, I've been trying to put together a stretcher made from two long sticks and a bedroll. Okay. You couldn't roll a survival for that. Can I see that he's doing this and attempt to aid another? Sure. All right, Fidavir, let me, uh, since I'm probably going to be the one helping carry him, I just will try and make it easier for myself. All right. What was your survival, my guy? Uh, considering I have a zero in it, uh, 14. All right. Uh, Smoot, only aiding another to give him a plus two gets a net 19. So after a little bit of time, you're able to make a sort of stretcher that you can drag behind you. I think he was thinking more so of like attaching the bedroll to some sticks on either side via sewing it or something, and then oh, us picking it up you didn't from either say end and carrying that. it. Listen, what am, I, am I correct in my assumption? I, I mean, either sounds fine as long as he doesn't have too many bruises. Listen, the only <laughs> thing that I know when I think of making a stretcher in the forest is you want something that requires the least amount of pickup because that requires two people. The man deserves to get some some bumps and bruises on his back legs. But we'll drag him along. <laughs> you can put a bedroll at the bottom so nah, 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 okay. nah, 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 nah. I, no, we don't I, we don't I, like him that much. I I, I padded it already said I used bedroll. Someone else's bedroll because mine's already uh, being used for the uh, He would use smoots. Alfred 
I started using all my stuff. I already have to carry this lard. Alfred, it's pretty calm now. See if you can just... I'll take one side, you take the other, and we'll slowly drape it over its head. Uh, uh, right? Uh, uh, Listen, blinders are, uh, blinders work really well on horses, so... Uh, yeah, horses, so that works fine. You know what a horse is? I thought you only had snake horses. I know what a horse is. He, he knows what a blinder on a horse is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, they got some weird information going around here. Okay, um... All right, let's just... <sighs> Let's just get the bag back on its head and we'll figure out something. I don't, I don't know. If, yeah, let's just cover its head and make it think it's dark out. Good plan. I'm glad you thought of it. 100% him. Can we wrap it up? Are they rolling? <laughs> nope, you guys are going to do it together. So, uh, yeah, just uh, roll a reflex. 14. Amali lifts the bag up towards you where he, the little creature can't reach. And he hands you one side and he says, all right, now slowly. Just pull it up. Yep, yep. That's perfect. Drop it. That's perfect. Fine. It works for now. Once the bag would be on its head, I would be, like, tying it off around the neck area. Uh, he's saying just drop the bag on it. Like, not oh, not shoving its head in there right now. It's just dropping the bag on its head. He hasn't put it in there. He's just... Cover that for now. We'll, we'll figure it out in a minute. I just... Maybe it'll forget it's daytime and fall asleep. Yeah, that's the plan. Good plan, good plan, I like it. Listen, I'm the guy that comes out here to punch things. I don't know what you want me to do. And you've refused to punch this all but once. It's a child. I mean, Finnevere gave it some ham, and all I know is after Thanksgiving dinner and I've eaten about two pounds of ham, I get real tired. Ah, <sighs> boy. You know, I never asked what this was made of. I look at the meat shank that I cut a piece off of. Do you want to know what it's made of? A praise? A praise? Yeah, no, a praise would be fair. A praise is right. Twelve? Looks pretty familiar to you. Reminds you of Spugget. Yeah. <laughs> Good homemade spugget. That loves me some spuggets. Okay, so are we back on the road or? So happy spuggets are still a thing. Once this thing falls asleep, I would like to try to do something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Um, a little bit of time passes. You guys, do you move out or do you stay where you are? I would I would short rest waiting for this thing. I would advocate to move out. Let's recoup our strength. We'll probably just walk through a good portion of the evening. That's fine by me. I'm just waiting for this thing to just... Once, once that thing passes out and we can properly restrain it, then we can start walking. Until then, I think it would be in all of our best interests, since we've been running for hours, to take a short break. Agreed. I'm just waiting for this thing to fall asleep. I'm just feeling its breathing. And he has both of his hands on the sides of the blanket, and you can see them going up and down, basically, as the creature breathes in and out. Oh, look at little Mama Molly keeping it nice and warm. It... Uh... It's wrapped in a blanket. How? Eh, never mind. Uh, so, after a while, Amali just says, I think, I think it is asleep now. I want to take the bag mm -hmm. that's around its head. On top, or, of it. It, on top of its head. I want to position it so that the bag is still covering the eyes. And then I wrap the bag around it so that its mouth would still be accessible. But its eyes and vision would be obscured. I don't think that's a good idea. I do not know how sensitive this thing is to movement like that. You might as well just put the bag on its head Ma fast as you can. Master, what are you trying to do here, my guy? I don't want you to get bit. If we if we lose one more person... We, we can't carry any more paralyzed bodies. That's all I'm saying. I think for now, maybe just putting the bag on its head would be the best action. I can help you with that, but... I want to get the anti-venom just as much, if not more, than all of you. And wasn't Alan saying something about it had to be fresh? More than likely, so... Well, how fresh is fresh? 
I would assume the same day, uh, it would lose its potency after a certain period of time. Mest, you were there when Marnie was giving you instructions, correct? Yes. Roll me a wisdom. Can Smoot roll a knowledge nature as well regarding Venom? Sure. 13. Smoot naturally crit for a total of 27 when his knowledge nature. Mest, you recall that Marnie said that it had to be fresh. It had to be within a 24-hour period in order to make sure the venom was potent. Otherwise, it would become inert. It wouldn't be effective anymore. So that's what um, you remember. And Smoot, it wasn't really your field of study, but for some reason you remember this documentary in your head talking about snake venom and how... When people got bit by snakes, they would have to make sure that they had the right snake as well as it had to be within a certain time frame. And it was something around like 24 to 32 hours. Best bet would probably be keep it in within a day. Uh, we probably want to take it to town. They're going to be better equipped if we could strap this thing down. Uh, Marnie would probably have better equipment for extracting it well. And honestly, just the more unparalyzed hands, the better. Well, I just want to make sure everyone's safe. I can't. I think Alan will be fine. He's pretty... Hard-headed, and I don't think he's going to let this get him down. <clears throat> it's hard to get any down further than he is. He's already laying on the ground. <clears throat> I mean, I could put him down completely. Might as well at this point. We're going to have to move him over to the stretcher. We're going to... Oh, oh, okay. She pushes your head off and places it down on the ground. Hmm. <laughs> that was sad. All right. So, do you guys help Amali get the bag back on its head? I would be helping Finnevere get Alan on a stretcher. Okay. I was assuming that Mest was helping Amali get the bag on the... Coda's head. Whose bright idea was to rip the bag off the head? Don't point at me. I point at the paralyzed man and the man holding it right now. Weren't, weren't you the one grabbing the bag? Listen. Look, we can all talk about this like a, a good old tale when, when it's all said and done and everyone's oh, yeah. healed up. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, hit, Alan can't do that right now. Why don't we rest up so we can hit the road? He's not going to be talking too much for a little bit. Alan, remembering it that it was Mest that wanted to pull the bag off the head and try something with the lizard, glares daggers at Mest's face. Wait, <laughs> this, is, this whole operation was my idea, to be fair. To be fair, it was his. I never said tear the bag off immediately. Well, you don't know he said that's his thought process. Wait, 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 wait. Guys. No, I can see I can see the daggers uh, getting glared at me, and I'm still going back to whose idea was it to just tear the bag off guys, 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 rather than remove quiet, 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 it slowly. Quiet. It's the sound of the I give. <laughs> <laughs> it's so peaceful and quiet. Let's keep it that way. We are still being hunted by a giant angry mama lizard. That's a good point. So how about after our short rest, we put the paralytic on a mat and take him and lower him through a ceiling if we have to, to get this man some healing. Amali and Mest, after some finagling, are able to get the bag on the creature's head. Um, a little bit of hesitation from Mest, but Amali gives you a look and just encourages you to do it. You, you feel like you guys are able to, and you do. You get the bag over its head, you tie it, and it, it struggles a little bit, but after a while it just kind of gives up and it flounces on the ground and sighs again. <sighs> Sounds like a villager. <laughs> Sorry, it's a villager thing. All right, so I'm assuming you guys all rest at this point before you do anything else. I was taking a short rest while we were waiting for this thing to pass out. I've been resting. <laughs> he's not, he's incapable of doing anything else. It's true. Honestly. Well, yeah, it's not I can thing. attempt to struggle. Don't and exhaust You yourself. could attempt another fortitude save if you wanted to, to see if you could try and maybe get out of this paralysis. I will always roll. Earlier. <laughs> it is a one. Ah, woo! 
He's paralyzed even longer now, isn't he? I have strained my throat, the only thing that I am yeah. capable of moving. He, he can no longer make any sounds. He he just goes silent. You just hear his voice kind of crackle and sputter out. I can breathe heavily. <laughs> Swoo, is it somehow more peaceful? It is. You it know, I'm starting is. to see a reason to keep this thing around. <laughs> Good lord, y'all. Calm down. Okay. Can I try to dig up a few grubs while everyone stopped? Sure, that's fine. You get two. Okay, excellent. That's that's all I really wanted. Yep. Because I right. can only take care of so many. Perfect. All right. So you guys rest for about three hours. When Amali brings up again, do you, you want to move out or do you want to stay overnight here? What time of day is it? It's heading a little bit towards the evening. The sun is still up. You can still see. Oh, super want to move out. Yeah, you're still kind of in the middle. If we can move, we should. And if it was even possible, I'd say we march through the night. But you all seem apprehensive. It's fine by me. I have some torches to keep us lit if we want to travel for a little bit right. and find a better place to hole up. You got an idea. We already slept for a good bit, so we shouldn't need too much more. We should get moving. Well, on the other side, we can just put this, if we tie it down, we could tie this thing on top of Alan while he's on top of the... That's true, that's thing. true. And then just drag them both off. Yeah. All right, so I would help Amali tie up the Tota. Mm-hmm. And then I would... Is so, everyone going to help me with this? And I hold up some more rope. Amali, you want to get me with this one too? And I, I gesture over to Alan and where the... Uh, you can't make any noise. Amali grabs the other end of the rope, smiles coyly. Just and make sure to point its mouth towards the feet. That way we don't uh, hurt his uh, moneymaker, as they say. We fasten for security, Alan, to the... The, uh, the bed, yeah. The bed, yeah. Keep the our car. most valuable things together. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so we fasten him to the cot to be dragged. And then when we are done, we fasten the tota to Alan to be dragged. You don't feel anything, like, warmth-wise, but you... you get the sensation that something heavy has been placed on you. I feel one thing and one thing only. No Age. warmth, no sensation, no tingling or anything. Only the burning heat of an inner rage, unquellable by revenge. You do feel like you have to pee. Question. <laughs> Don't pee on the total. <laughs> revenge Question. and feeling like like you must pee are, the, are a very similar feeling. Yes, they are. It's, it's deep in uh, your core. How much, how much do you weigh? 180 pounds, he said. Yes. Was he able to close his eyes? Yes, he can. I, open I his still eyes. have full control of my okay. eyes. Just yeah. making sure. I can barely carry him under medium load, so I shouldn't be under heavy load to drag him. Oh, but not and the alligator. Amali just looks at you. Do you want me to do it, Finn? I see the the looks you're giving, Alan. And yes, he is pretty heavy, but uh, you Amali, got an extra weight right there. Amali, grab one, and I'll grab the other. I know the emotional weight is immense. <gasps> exactly. And all that baggage. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I appreciate you. I hope you know that. I, I, I also, uh... Spit it out, man. It's a compliment. Mo- <laughs> yeah. He's a, man of, he's a man of action. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> Good luck. Nothing to worry about. So he oh. takes the front end. I'll take the back end. Okay. I, I keep an eye on the Tota very cautiously. All right. So you guys are marching through the forest. The sun does begin to set. You do come across a pretty decent area to set up camp and sleep for the evening. How long have we been traveling for? Sometime. It's 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 evening. It's nighttime. It's the sleep. Before I forget it, someone said man of action. And the first thing that came to mind was he's a quadriplegic <laughs> rage feeling Alan of action. God. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's not much action being taken there. <laughs> All right. Well, 
like I said, you guys do find a nice area to set up camp. There is a nice tall wall of stone behind you that you have that has like an overhang that you can hide underneath to have a little bit of a fire. And you feel like this is a good spot because there's not too much undergrowth around it. Some You actually have more sight of the sky at this point. It looks like you're in the light wood. I'll play a uh, soft lullaby as everyone charts to drift off. What would be your watch order, just really quick? I'll take first shift. Okay. Amali would take second. I'll take the first non-eagerly asked for spot. Kelsey will take third, and I think you only need four shifts. So. Then I'll take fourth shift. Okay. I like last shift because then I can just make coffee and tea. The evening passes, and all of you make perception checks. Three for Alan. The paralyzed man? Yes. The paralyzed. That makes perfect he, sense. He can't see much because he can't turn his head. Smoot has a total of 20. Uh, 15 for Finnevere. 26. The evening passes and nothing really happened. It was a good, quiet evening. No surprise attacks from any plants or creatures. But when you all wake up and the sun is shining down upon you, you all have this sensation that you need to look over at Alan and you see that he is able to wiggle his right foot. Oh! <gasps> Progress. Improvement. It's like watching a toddler walk for the first time. Except it's a full-grown idiot. Wiggling his right foot. Specifically. Glaring begins. (laughs) Once again. And his vocal cords seem to uh, warm back up. I'll take some warm caffeinated tea and I'll just kind of like carefully pour it into his mouth. Yeah, you burn his tongue. I said warm, not hot. (laughs) He tests it with his finger and puts a little bit on his wrist to make sure it's not too hot. You know, like how they do with babies. Oh, no, it would be totally within Finn's character to give him out of what he's been drinking. You give him some drink. He doesn't have any issues with it. He's propped up as you do so. A little bit dribbles out of the corner of his mouth onto his shirt. And since I took the last shift, I'll also uh, make some nice breakfast for everyone. Nice hearty. I'll I'll cut up uh, almost all of the, the ham shank. Awesome. Zach, do you make any of your extracts, mutagens, etc.? So you have about two hours in the morning to prep yourself. Now, I have nothing that I need to make because nothing helps with our situation. Smoot would take his two hours to stretch, do a little morning workout routine, crack open his book, which no one has uh, asked what he's reading yet, and then also uh, write down in his journal a little. Amali doesn't care what you're reading. Because he's illiterate. Leave <laughs> him alone. All right, fine. Sounds like you want somebody to ask. No, that's fine. Does anybody no, want to no, ask? Oh, I'll Sorry. ask. I, I, I'm a reader. Uh, anything good? Fiction? History? Uh, history. History. Uh, one of my worst subjects, actually. Is it? Uh, technically, it's more of prophecy. Oh, so fantasy history. Mm, faith. No, I could actually have a lot of faith in prophecy. Uh, if I didn't, I wouldn't be in my profession. As do I. Uh, what's it called? Uh, this? Yeah. Revelations. <laughs> Good lord, you went to the way far back. Okay. That's a prophecy. Uh, I asked for a synopsis. <laughs> oh, you know, pretty standard things. The entire uh, earth reshaping itself in form, all of the seas changing, the mountains changing, uh, lions with wings and scorpion stingers going about murdering people. Standard stuff. Really, really a great children's book. Anything about, you know, like grapes being more abundant or... uh... Oh, well, I mean, there's a large famine that kills uh, a third of the population. (laughs) Oh, and people... That's really dark. Ah, no, no, no. I forgot the other part where angels are crushing the deceased body of people and making blood rain from the sky. Do I know what that word means? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
okay. <laughs> I, I actually do want to talk to Kelsey before we head out. Um, at okay. Some point. So you just let me know when that time comes. Okay. Uh, Kelsey is trying to cut up food for Al- Alan and get feed it to him. Mashed potatoes. The Lord's food. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. So she's just over there feeding him. Am I able to move my tongue yet? So yeah, you're starting swallow. to you're starting to feel uh, some more sensation and ability to swallow. You've been able to swallow your spit the whole time. I use my tongue to push my jaw open. You do that, and she's just shoveling food in there, and then she closes your mouth for you. Uh, so I'll walk up to her and it's like, um, I don't know if you're an expert, but I would like your opinion if you would. Uh, oh, an expert on what? Look, I know little Bitey back there's gotten a lot of disdain from much of the group, but everything's got to eat, you, you think? Or do you think it would be safer just to leave it alone? I cut up some extra small chunks. I show her, like, a small set-aside handful of cooked meat. Um, well, she scratches the back of her head. I don't really know much, but I guess if I was taken forcibly from my mother, I wouldn't want to eat for a while. All right. Fair enough. I'm sorry if I'm not really being very helpful. I just, I don't know what to say to that. That's a very, that's a very deep thought that I wasn't expecting. Well, I appreciate your input regardless. Thank you. Anytime. All right. All right, Alan. Here comes the train. <laughs> Good Lord. Chugga, 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 chugga. All right. So choo, the morning, choo. so the morning does pass and you guys head back out and y'all can make perception checks or survival checks as you go. Just one. Is Amali leading or am I? Amali is in the front pulling along Alan, who okay. is starting to slowly regain more and more of his ability to move fingers and actually be able to talk a little bit. I rolled a 20 on my, my perception. Ooh. I rolled an 8 on my perception. Ooh. Oh, I rolled a 24 for my survival. Wow, you roll numbers higher than those dice. That's amazing. Yeah, 23. Okay, so Alan and Finevere, you both are seeing basically about the same thing. It's a very lovely day. The sun is shining through the trees. Alan is stuck looking up at the sky. He sees some birds flying overhead, and one of them actually uh, lets loose. It misses, and it hits the bag of the creature, of the little toad on the bottom. Uh, You are starting to regain more sensation. Finevere, you actually do look over from that, and you see as the turd falls and falls, drops and falls onto the toda, and you see that Alan is actually moving his hands a little bit around and, like, starting to open and shut them. Oh. <laughs> yes. I, I, give, I give him a, uh, a leaf a little sidekick. Um, just kind of like a nudge. See, you'll be back on your feet in no time. I start singing him a song. Isn't this such a beautiful... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, perfect. Quick, perfect. Quick, quick, quick clarifying question. Who was it that tied the Toda to me? Was that Finn and mm. uh, and Smoot, or was it Smoot Namali? Smoot Namali, right? Smoot and Namali. I'm it. also assuming Smoot and Namali are the ones carrying both you and the Toad. Yeah, Smoot and Namali are carrying you guys. So then we have for Alfred. You're walking alongside the everyone else, and you're you're looking off, and you do see some other of your plants that you like to use for making potions, cure potions specifically, uh, you see a pretty large number of them in a small, small patch, but there's a good number that you could probably pull up if you wanted to. And you also see some more of the juniper flowers also sporadically sparse, like placed around in the forest, not really placed, growing in the forest. Nobody placed them there. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll go ahead and grab some of the, the yarrow plants and the juniper. 
that I see along the way. You get three of the arrow and four juniper. Very nice. And don't forget, you all, your character also has to, has to use the bugs for making up potions as well, so yeah. he will have to look for those eventually. But for now, you have a good number of flowers. And he has the centipedes that he caught earlier. So. And you're actually yeah. learning a really good way of preserving them. And you're seeing, like, if you hang them upside down in your box, they dry out pretty quickly, and you can use them later. Okay. Except for the bugs. The bugs are have to be alive for some reason. You've discovered this, that if they're dead, it doesn't work. Uh, Smoot... Uh, it's starting to get a bit itchy today as the heat has seemed to rise and it's a bit drier. Oh. Rest, you got any more of that juniper paste? I mean, not on hand. Ah. Didn't you get, like, more of those? Didn't we talk about this before? You bought, like, several. All right, fine, then, Amal. You'll lather me up. I'm carrying a body here. Uh, I'm just saying. Oh, my, I gotcha. My back's getting irritated again. Thank you, Finnevere. I, like, pull off his shirt. Okay, you pull up his shirt. Um, How squeamish is your character? Mine... It depends on what. Uh, dead bodies, pretty bad. Blood, not so much. As you pull up his shirt, also I would like you to roll a fortitude save for this. As you pull up his shirt, you start to see that you're also pulling parts of his skin up with it. Uh, like parts of his tearing up, almost like peeling off like a layer of skin. Oh yeah, no, you scream. Yes? What are you doing? Taking off your shirt, how else is Are you was... ripping my skin off with it? I could use my knife if you like. What? So you are? No. I... <laughs> what is wrong? What? Where, why are you screaming? Uh, Finnefear's like peeling me. Just look away. <laughs> what do you like mean, a... look away? What's going on back there? Kelsey walks over behind and looks and just stops walking. I, I... try to cover. I put my hand in front of her eyes. But, um, this, Mr. Mast, you might want to come look at this. What are we looking at? Uh, that doesn't look like that's a rash anymore. That, that is, it, looks... is it infected? Part of his back is stuck to his shirt. My skin, is, the, my back skin is peeling with my shirt, apparently. It probably, like parts of it. it probably scabbed into your shirt. Snow, what are we looking at? I'm, I'm looking at his back. What does it look like? Um, so you're looking at his back and you see that it's very raw. You see that there are patches that look like the skin has just started to fall off and is getting peeled up into the shirt. It's a little bloody back there, but it looks like whatever the rash was has grown and has gotten a lot worse. I want to take a little bit of this little bit of the juniper paste and I want to I want to put it like dab it at his wrist first off. Okay. But, but that, that's not where the irritation is. Yeah, we're going to try something here. For now, leave your shirt off. Are you assuming it's an allergic reaction? Possibly. I, did. I don't what have were any you, what allergies. What exactly were you rolling around in? The, the same thing you were. Well, clearly not, because I'm not covered in scabbish rash. Just, uh, Maybe you're just allergic to non-American places. I could very well be just allergic to everything that isn't America. Kelsey is staring. Her, her jaws just slack open. Okay. Uh, uh, Smoot looks Kel on the ground for a stick. Kelsey, okay. are you okay? Hold on one second. Smoot takes a stick and puts it in his mouth and then is going to proceed to bite down on it as he tries to take his shirt off. Okay. I, already, I thought I already did. You lifted it up. Oh. And do, just doing that caused excruciating pain. So uh, I'm going to attempt to take it off. Roll a fortitude save. Signific significantly better. That is a total 19. 
for some reason, as you're taking your shirt off, it's nowhere near as bad as when Finnevere first started doing it. It stings, he's though. He's being tender with it. Yeah, he's being a so. bit more gentle with it. I'm being wise with my wounds. Yeah, but you can, you definitely feel, like, skin peeling, almost like a rubbery surface just kind of peeling off of you. It's possible that I could have just gotten sun poisoning. I don't know how it would have gotten sun. I mean, with how much rain we've been in, I, I, I threw I kind a of shirt and a cloak and, yeah, sure, I'm, I, I, that, that must be it. Well, I, uh, I, I, I get out one of my rags and, like, douse it with some clean water and I start cleaning the wounds first. Okay. Uh, I'll clean off excess dead skin and... Roll a fortitude save. You enjoy causing my character pain. Oh, his rolls lows for you, too. <laughs> uh, 13. You're allergic to Finnevere specifically. 14. Allergic to Finnevere specifically. It stings as he places it. it. It's a sudden just surge of cold. It it stings initially. It does fade away, though, after a moment. Uh, the rain was helping. So were the cooler temperatures. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, it doesn't like the heat and the humidity. I sprinkle water at him. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm being baptized all over again. Exactly. It's just cold water hitting your back. It feels refreshing in a way. Oh, uh, this is for a tease. It's a tease, definitely. You wish you wish there, it was raining. Is there a river nearby? What well, we just left. Uh, besides the big toad-infested pond. Most of the rivers are further towards the Mildwood and Darkwood areas. Uh, isn't that also where you said the dangerous creatures are? Yeah. So how do you people get water? Wells. They dig. Underground. Yes, Do understand. they not have wells no, in I, America? I understand the concept of wells. All right. Well. Well, well. We need to keep going. Uh, are you going to be okay, Smooth? I'll be fine. So as we travel, I'll tend to his wound, clean his back up. As much as suffering as it takes, I'll paste him up. Don't, don't Juniper paste me up. Yeah, we're, we're going to we're going to refrain from using that juniper paste on him. Mast has an experimental theory that it's making my rash worse due to an allergic reaction. It's possible. And do, do you know what allergies are, Finnevere? Oh, yes, of course. Allergies are sef- definitely something that exists. But, but does he know that they exist? Yes. Okay. That's all I was clarifying. He's seen somebody have an allergic reaction. Guaranteed. <laughs> he, he did go to shul. Oh, he did go to shul. Oh, I did. And I read books. And if anybody learned about allergies from somebody, it would have been a Molly learning from Finnevere. As we're walking, Smoot would inspect the condition of Alan more carefully. All right. You're holding the back of the... Hey, Alan. Yeah, that thing. The, the gurney yeah. thingy. You feel this? And I kick him in the butt as I'm carrying him. That's impressive leg work right there. Okay. Well, it, it depends. Is he at his feet or at his He's head? He's at the feet. I'm okay, the feet. so then it I'm just kicking in front of me. Yeah, it's just and really funny. Do I have Do I have full con- rotary control of my of any either of my arms? Um, Not yet, but you're starting to get more movement from the elbow up. And you're able to move your legs just a little bit. Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Great, 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 great. Oh, he can talk again. Um, That's wonderful. He's hey. not going to die. Yeah. Maybe. Um, All right, let's test those chords. I've got a lovely bunch of coconut. No. You learned this song? Oh, yes, it's a very beautiful song. She pauses and thinks about it for a moment, the fact that you heard, <laughs> her, heard singing. her singing while she, she was bathing. She blushes a little, but then she starts singing. All coconuts aside, I know Alan only got nicked, but he was still under the influence of the same toad venom. And if our initial conclusion was correct that a baby toto would have more potent venom because it is younger and that's its defense mechanism, don't you find it odd that he's moving and CC was crippled for three days? I'm built. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Well, yeah. Yeah. Do you properly bid? 
Like bad. It did break her arm. Yeah, you weren't there. I saw it. It was nasty. Uh, I'm suddenly realizing I'm describing horrific events in front of Amali, and I like quiet down from that. You definitely see that his ears are turning a little red, and he's looking irritated. Does bite strength correlate with venom potency, Spinavir? If I presume, I got nicked. She got full on bit. Both fang. I'm just saying, you are recovering to at least be able to speak and wiggle your toes within a less than a day. Yeah. One, I got nicked. Two, built different. Oh yeah, I, I don't think you are exactly the most fortuitous of individuals. But let's let's take you to the Red Guard and let you get bit by their totus. We we'll can see use what happens. Let's use them as a test dummy. I'm it's, down. It, it sounds like a good idea. I get... like experimentation. All I'm saying is that from seeing it firsthand, I regret to think that everything may be for naught, but Marnie's initial estimation of duration of the paralytic effect may not be super accurate. Yes, she was bit for longer, and yes, she is a frail little girl, if you want to put it that way, but I don't... A woman, she would be very upset if you said that in front of her. Well, she's not here now, no, is she? Shame. She still have some respect. Shame. All I'm saying is that I wouldn't be surprised if we get back and she's better within a day or two, whether or not we can get this toad of venom. I don't imagine that'll be the case. She had a larger concentration and has a larger, about half the blood I have. A larger concentration of a less potent source. But in less blood. Well, Therefore, the, the ratio of poison to blood is far greater. I'll walk forward with Amali ahead of the group enough to not have to hear the conversation. Amali can't go any further because he's holding Alan. He's, on he's the, holding the other end of Alan, so. Uh, then I'm just being hopefully optimistic and saying this. Hopefully, she's better by the time we get back. Can we keep walking, please? I've been walking. No, you've stopped like three times to have this argument. I only stop when I'm kicking Taylor, and I just enjoy kicking Taylor. I can feel you doing that. <laughs> And he can as well, I can tell. He keeps growling. See, so that means that the paralytic venom is wearing off. So it should be doing the same on Cece. Well, I am going to beat the ever-loving crap out of you. You can come at me. I may be 57, but I was a high school wrestling champion back in my day. Start oh. playing my my loot. <laughs> I'll well, try to fascinate uh, Smoot. You want to fascinate him? Try to get a will save? Yes, you get a will save. What What's is the, the save, save? DC for him? Oh, it's it's microscopic. It's like <laughs> it's like I think it should be thirteen because I think it's your DC is ten plus your bard level, or it might be half. I will go into rage if I must. I haven't rolled anything yet. I guarantee you, he probably passes it though. At this point, what was your total? The Smoot has a fifteen. He will not be fascinated. I think it's ten plus half your bard level plus your charisma mod, but I could be wrong. Oh yeah, that's exactly correct. I, I didn't. I shouldn't have even had to look it up. Um, yeah. So that's uh, fifteen. Okay. Well, la ti da. Isn't that interesting? We tie. Wait. Oh. <laughs> and we are both players. What do you think is going to be better for story? Oh, story? Yeah. Mm. You're going to sing a song? What are you singing to fascinate me? Da, 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 da. There once was a man with a lemonade stand and a duck. Walked <laughs> up to the lemonade stand and he said, hey, what this is, is what's sped through time. <laughs> this is what was kept and encapsulated, not the history of America, but the duck song about grapes. That means memes have survived. No, I refuse this reality. I don't think we can reject it or insert our own. So he just capsulated with the idea of how. 
<laughs> my mind is elsewhere now. I'm just, how is this what has been kept through potentially thousands of years? All right. So you you are definitely distracted. 100% fascinated. There you go. He has succeeded on fascinating both me and my character. <laughs> the song goes on for a while, but nothing happens. Hey, got any grapes? <laughs> All right. So... You guys continue your journey, passing through a valley of sorts where the trees are higher than you and you're passing down through a nice little trench, I guess. It seems to be going back a little bit into mild wood. And as you venture, it does become evening and you find a place to set up camp. Please roll perception checks, then you can ask your question. 24 for Finnevere. 21 for Smoot. 19 for Alfred. Alan, you are able to move at this point and uh, sit up fully. Are you making any perception checks? Uh, seven. Are you sure you're not still paralyzed? With rolls his like his neck's still stiff. Would, would, he, he sat up too fast. Would Alan actually sit up and show everybody that he can move, or would he just continue to enjoy being carried? Oh, wait, I can stand up? I if thought you, you said if, I could sit up. If you wanted to. I'm just going to sit. Okay, so you just sit up. All right, perfect. What was your question? Oh, how, uh, can I roll a survival to see how far out from town we are? Sure. Mm, 13. You assume it's probably about a day or even a day and a half, but you're not 100%. You did get, you did get a little delayed. Mm-hmm. All right. So everybody, the sun is beginning to set. It is pretty dark. You're actually having to light torches. It was clear weather all day again. It was re- pretty warm. You, Alfred, took a look at his arm at some point, I'm assuming, during yes. the day. Well, we, can, we can do that right now when we have downtime. Yeah. So you're taking a look at his arm. It doesn't look like he's having any reaction on his arm. It looks regular. No redness, irritation, or rashes. All right. Uh, how's his back looking? It looks still pretty irritated, and it's starting to crust and peel. All right. So it doesn't seem like you're having any adverse reactions to the juniper paste. It's good to roll that out, even uh, though I know I wasn't allergic to anything back where I was from. Doesn't mean the flora hasn't changed here any. Which is why we experiment. I agree. Uh, all right. Let's just... I'm going to put a little bit of this juniper paste on one side of your back. We're going to see if it's the juniper paste interacting Are with whatever you it is really you've got on you. using half of my back as an experiment? Yes. <sighs> All right. Fine. Put it on my left side. I'll put some on his on the left side of his of his wounds. Okay. Uh, roll a fortitude save as he touches your back. 27. All right. You feel him start putting this on your back. It's cold and it burns, but you do not really make any reaction. Mm. You act tough. You act tough. Hopefully, this will all be over soon. All right. So, as you guys walk over into the area that you're deciding to set up a camp, Finnevere, Smoot, and Alfred, you notice that there seems to be some drops of brown, reddish stuff on the, like, the dried leaves on the ground. And it's just gotten a lot darker here. It's still mild wood, but you look around the area, you don't see anything on the ground. And then, Alfred, you feel something fall on your face. On his a face? A cold drop of something. Do, do I need to make a perception check to investigate the thing on my face? You or? can touch it, and you can roll a perception check if you'd like. Like it. All right. <laughs> That's never a good idea. Lick the cave walls. 20. All Are right. in a cave? No. You take your fingers, and you wipe it across the spot where it hit on your right cheek. And as you pull your fingers away, 
you see a drop of red smeared all over your fingers. Would this be like blood? It's somewhat sticky. W- would it be similar consistency to blood? It seems similar. Very similar. I'm going to very quietly start looking up. You look up, following this possible trail of blood, and in the flickering torchlight, your eyes meet with a shadowy, dangling arm that is attached to the partial torso of a man. The body appears to be caught on the branches of the tree as it hangs upside down, a forlorn and terrified expression forever frozen on his face. And in his hand, you see a chain of something, potentially a pendant. You do notice a slight glistening from the torchlight flickering that is within the hand itself. How, how close is it to me? Could, could I, like, jump up and try to grab the pendant? Uh, it is up in the tree. I would say it's about 15 feet up in the okay, air. Okay, so, so I wouldn't be able to jump. Okay. Amali, Amali, we're stopping right now. Where's the map? Where are we? Uh, about a day out. Why is there a dead man above me? You all look up, I assume. Finvere, I'd like you to roll a will save. Nick crit. <laughs> <laughs> he heard me say, why is I, there a dead I man above me? I don't wanna. You don't wanna. All right. <laughs> he heard me say, I don't, why is there a dead man above me? And he just shrivels down. If like, he looked up, I was going to make him faint. <laughs> all right. I, I know it's important. But there's that, I don't know if, if you guys could relate, but the idea of knowing that something is going to hurt you mentally and just reeling back from that ahead of time, I don't know if I can deal with something that reminds me of... That's understandable. The Fowlin. corpse of, yeah, of, of a Fowlin, the corpse of my friend. How would your two characters feel about seeing a dead body like this? It's just the upper torso. You don't see anything else attached to it. Skeletons aren't well, so that bad. that is unsettling. One troll will saves for me. For the record, my character is actively trying to ignore what's being said Smoot about it. has a 19. 15. Okay. You're a, a pretty surprised, Alan, as this comes across. Unnerved. Definitely unnerved. Smoot, after your back being in so much pain during the day, it's you care, but at the same time... He's also de- more desensitized due to his older age. Wasn't he also in the military at one point? He was not in the military, but he was raised uh, as a child in the uh, Vietnam War era, constantly watching the live broadcasts uh, streams on the television. So you're a bit desensitized to seeing that sort of thing. So you look up and it's it's a body. It's sad, but it doesn't really affect you emotionally. What about for Alfred Kenneth Mest? I rolled a total 17 on the will save. So Alfred looks up and he's... You're just more surprised about the blood falling on your face. See, and you're like, it's a body. Why, why, why is there a body? So see, exactly. We already got attacked by a man-eating plant. I, I started expecting to see more dead bodies lying around. It's still directly above me. And my concern is, why is it there? And why are we here? Hmm. Hmm. Where's the rest of it? Kelsey falls over back onto her butt, basically, and just appears shocked and... Yeah, terrified. Smoot would run White over face. to Kelsey and attempt to position himself in a way that he can assist her up, but also block her view from the corpse. So okay. you pull her up and hug her to your chest. It's all right. Don't look that way. We're going to keep moving, everybody. <sighs> she starts to like gag, but she doesn't throw up, by the way, but she does start to gag a little bit. Uh, Amali just looks up and he is also pretty neutral faced. 
I told you, this is not a safe forest. That happens to those who are not prepared. Uh, can I roll a perception check as well to see if I get all of the information that Zach got? I also rolled perception. Sure. And it's a uh, 19. 22 total for Smoot. All right. You guys do see pretty much the same thing that Alfred saw. You see that the torso is hanging upside down in the tree. It has this just terrified expression worn on its face, and it looks like it was torn by something, torn in half and just ripped apart and then dropped into the tree. Dropped. What's it, uh, what's it holding there? Uh, a pendant of sorts. Uh, does it look similar to our secret pendants? You can't I, tell. I was assuming it was wearing the pendant. Was it, it holding it's, it? It's, it was holding it in its hand, apparently. It has something in its hand. It's more of a chain. You don't really even uh, see the pendant part. You you kind of see a glint of something, but... Amala, you're young and spry. Get you, on up there. You want me to... Uh, if I bring it down, we have to bury it. Uh, who knows? There may be someone back at town's. I will shove the dirt to us to the side as best I can. <gasps> He's getting up. Miracle. Oh, I'm not getting up. I'm sitting in the. I'm sitting in the, the. Still sitting. I'm saying that I will scooch the earth to the side with my hands while sitting. Finn just really wishes he could be anywhere but here, and he just kind of he understands that they're still wanting to be here for some unknowable reason. <laughs> tries to go to a quiet corner, crouches down, puts his hands over his ears and does his best not to think about the past, which only makes it worse. Okay. Amale looks over at Finnevere and then looks away. All right, I'll try. He drops basically the front end of the stretcher. Uh, as he lowers it, he just kind of lets it go. So it's like t- three inches. So you feel a little bit of a bump. Uh, the tota that is tied down to you starts to squirm a little bit, but it doesn't do anything. It's just kind of... Oh yeah, he can't even sit up because he's tied down. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Did you guys tie his upper half too? Uh, no, I would have tied his torso down. Absolutely. He's not going anywhere. I recommend getting him off of there if he's able to move just in case. All right. Oh, come on, Alan. You're going to have to army crawl the way back. It looks like your arms are moving. I will begin to arm crawl my way up uh, Smoot's body. It's like grabbing his arms. And I did not say up. up me. I meant on the ground and I push him off. The little... I hold fast. The this little... is my passive revenge. The little bedroll of the Toto starts to roll and, and just roll around as it gets a little bit looser. Look, Alan, I need to attend to that. hit it. <laughs> With what? My body. I You're going to flounce your entire 180-pound self on that tiny creature. I'm not going to flop. I'm going to drop to the ground and get over there and just lay on it. Okay, I would just push you aside once we're on the ground, and I would fasten it, seeing as I can actually move fully. Can I roll to survival to fasten the bindings around the totem? Sure. 21. All right. So you are able to tighten the bindings around it, which at some point you hear it kind of squeal in pain. I don't put it so tight that it would hurt it. Well, you did. Okay. Apparently I did. So I you would loosen be, it a little bit. I would loosen it a little bit. I want it to be secure enough done. that it wouldn't get away. But okay. I got I don't you. Want, I don't want to hurt the team. Okay. Well, what I was saying is that you tightened it a little bit too much, and then after hearing that, you would have loosened it, I assumed. Yeah. All right. So, Amali takes a step back, uh, tosses off some of his shoes, cracks his neck a little. All right. <sighs> okay. Is he, is he and he takes a running jump? start, and he jumps, and he grabs around onto part of the tree, and you kind of see that his feet rip onto it, and so do his hands, and he manages to climb up the tree side, and he basically climbs up into the branches, moving his way up there very fluidly. It's kind of strange to see. He's a gorilla. He's a person who can climb a tree. Monkey man, monkey man, can do whatever a monkey can. 
Shut up, Smoot. And he's climbing over to it, and he looks around before he essentially starts breaking some of the branches, and the body starts to fall from the tree onto the ground. I would grab Kelsey and pull her out of the way and closer towards me. Okay. You and, like, bury her face in my embrace. I'm okay, Smoot. I just... I can't breathe. That's okay. You'll breathe over here. And I, I loosen up and just keep her turned away from where the body is falling. I'm okay. I, I really am. I just surprised me. That's all. All right. Just wanted to make sure that everyone was okay. We need to not only worry about our physical health, but our mental health as well. I know this all has been very taxing on all of us. I mean, look at Finnevere. He's balled up in a corner basically crying. Mr. Finnevere, are you okay? Depending on a perception check, you might hear him say, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. In, like, the corner. That's so depressing. Okay. But it's just bringing back some bad memories. All right. So, um, if... What's your, if, what's your, what's your stealth? I'll see if I, I can hear her actual words. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's 19. Um, yeah, I'm fine. Wipes away. Witness. Um... I just would really like to move on. So the body's on the ground now. Yes, the body fell onto the ground. I'd like to loot the body. <laughs> okay. Did you just say you wish to desecrate a dead man's corpse and steal his worldly belongings? One, he's not using him. Two, it's totally in character. Just clarifying. <laughs> my my character's moral compass has been rather straight. It's just not exactly north. <laughs> so what does your character say when he starts to do this? Is there anything, like, identification or anything on this person? All right, so you I... can make a perception check as you search the body. <laughs> so my total's eight. Mm -mm. I have a natural perception of seven. That means we got a one. Okay. Classic ones. Mest, you start to dig through the man's pockets or whatever is left of his clothing, and as you do, you feel your hands, like, come across something that just squelches under your grasp, and you pull your hand out, and it's soaked in blood. It's his still-beating heart. <laughs> it was not beating, and there was not a heart. I would be concerned if his heart was in his pockets. He was probably dead before whatever happened to him. What about the, the pendant he's, it was said that he had? You try to pry open his fingers, but they are clenched, and it, they're just too strong, like, strongly grasped around it. Can I work at the chain to see if there's, like, a release on the chain? I used the wrong word earlier. I meant that you could see a chain hanging from his hand. Okay. So the pendant is in his hand. Okay. I break his fingers. <laughs> I don't know if uh, I'm strong enough to do that. Do you need help? I would I would be trying to pry his hand open. Okay, that's a strength check. Let's, let's hope this isn't a bad roll. So that's a seven, but I rolled an eight, so. Uh, so you are struggling to pull at the fingers, and you're finding yourself slipping, like, because your hand is covered in blood now, and it's slipping um, from the sticky blood that's on that right hand of yours. Do you need some help? Yeah, let's see what he was holding on to. All right. Sorry, my friend. Amali walks over and he grabs onto the hand and he starts to pull on the fingers as well. Uh, this is really tight. Okay. He peels back the fingers and you hear them cracking as he does so. As he peels back the hand, he sort of mumbles. I thought so. What is What is, is it a secret pendant? Yeah. What rank? Steel. Um, Amale, do the pendants serve of any form of identification, something similar to dog tags? Are they numerated? Uh, not, not usually. It's just an identification that you're a seeker. 
Normally the lower ranks don't get that sort of protection. Amali, do you want to start digging a hole, or...? I'm not... Uh, you guys wanted me to bring him down. I'm not really interested in burying bodies. You were the bodies. one who said that, we, that, had, that he had to be buried. Yes, he needs to be buried. I don't feel like doing it. I've been kind of helping carry a body around Do we even have a shovel? No. Without looking in their direction, I will just go pick up a stick and just start uh, loosening dirt and moving it with my hands. I was going to go do similarly, collecting leaves and small rocks to just put over atop the corpse once we move it into a slight divot of ground. (sighs) We would spend time. All right. So you guys spend time getting that set up. Amali just decides to go gather some wood and start a fire. I want a perception check around, see if I can find the rest of him. Alan will keep an eye on the dog. Alfred, where are you going? Well, if we're giving him a burial, I might as well see if I can find the rest of him to bury with him. Aren't you the one that keeps getting grabbed by stuff? You shouldn't be wandering off. That was one time. Yes, but you're also probably the weakest of the bunch. Oh, burnt. Not physically, I just mean, you're really... I don't know, he might be both. (laughs) If you want to wander off, you gotta carry me. No, if you're gonna wander off... We're not doing that either. Andrew, your character can move now. He can. But he doesn't want to say that. Amali. Yeah? We could do something like this. And are we sure it's actually safe to stay in this area? Really big birds could do it. I guess a bird, cat, large cat, I don't know. The legendary murder tree frog. (laughs) Is it safe to stay in this area? Well, seeing that it was dropped in the tree above, uh... Normally having dead corpses around would attract other predators. Well, that's why we're saying we should bury it, but... I'm almost got a deep enough hole. Can we just not be here anywhere, anywhere but here? I agree, Amali. I would keep collecting the firewood, but I don't think we're going to make camp here. It's too dark, and I've already set up the fire. Uh, oh my gosh, he's so quick. <laughs> gosh darn his efficiency. So, are you sure we can't walk through the night? We're probably almost there. It's only like half a day journey back to the village, right? If you want to venture through the night... You cannot blame me for what happens. I don't think I'll... Taylor, can you walk by now? I was going to say while they were arguing, a Taylor was going to get up and go and gather more firewood while no one was paying attention. See, Taylor's already walking through the night. Why can't we? No. I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, if you really want to, that's... (sighs) No, like I'm, I like I, I'm not in the right frame of mind. I'm, I'm gonna get like really obstinate. I walk up to Smoot. I start poking him in the chest. It's like, listen. It's like you're the one who keeps saying that you're not from this area. You don't know. And then the most experienced people both tell you that it's not a good idea to go around at night. And you think that you know better. And I push him hard. You were the one who said you wanted to leave, like immediately. Kelsey's looking back and forth. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but. Did anybody see what was in the man's pockets? Like, well, kind of caught a glimpse of something when you guys were starting to push him into the hole. I didn't know if it would be something that's oh, useful. Fine. Let me t- Taylor, let me take a Taylor look. Taylor searches the pocket. Uh, Eleven on perception. Okay. You, so you start to search the pocket. You, as you reach in, you feel something sticky and gooey, and it squelches under your hand. Uh, I grab it. You grab it and you pull it out. What am I holding? Is it guts? No, you you pull out something that is somewhat red and sticky, and it does have some blood on it, and parts of it also have a bluish color underneath some of the blood. Is it just completely... Is it a mass of slime, or is there anything solid in this? You know those, like, 
hand things that like you can stick them against the wall mm-hmm. and they, you slap them against the wall. Yeah. Kind of like that texture, uh, but it almost looks like a bunch of tentacles. It's a little flimsy and, and flippy. Floppy. Is it stretchy? It is a little stretchy. Does it feel fleshy? It does not. It feels like that gooey substance. Okay. Does it move at all on its own? As you're holding it in your hand, you watch it. It does not move on its own until you start jiggling it. Amali. What? Have you any clue about any sort of blue, red, blood, tentacle jelly thing? If there's blood on it, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, t- Taylor, what the... What are you on a... I, I will now walk in that direction trying to avoid the body. This was in his pocket. I'd like to examine it. Sure. It's messy. You may not want to grab it. <laughs> okay. So you can either roll a Knowledge Arcana or a Use Magic Device. I'll roll a Knowledge Arcana then. You know, normally I'd take my Inspired, but no. I'm, I'm just too upset. What happens, happens. Eleven. You are not sure what it is. You get a pretty much the same information. It's some sort of gooey uh, object, but it sort of reminds you of a relic. How many are you carrying on you? Uh, only one. Has anyone got any rags? Here, I've been using them, but I'm I'm running low. Here, take these. I give him two rags, and I'm, like, down to my last handful. I use one of the rags to wipe off my hand, and in wiping off my hand, I also grab the squishy, slimy thing. Okay. And wrap it up, and then use the other rag, and wrap it, wrap up the uh, now slimy rag containing the slime thing in a second rag. Uh, that's not what I saw, but okay. I guess maybe that was it. What did you see? Uh, I just... I don't know. I could have been mistaken. I, I thought I saw something, like, uh, pale, but it could have just been, like, his skin or something along that line. I don't know. Is there another pocket? There are several other pockets. It looked like it was on the right, on the left side of his chest. I check all of the pockets. Okay. You pull out a piece of, like, a palm-sized cloth-like object that looks, when you pull into the light, almost like a human face. How much like a human face? Like it has eye holes and a mouth hole? Or like shaped to? It's shaped into a human face, but it feels like a piece of cloth. Amali, after being somewhat obstinately told, what is your opinion? And which would net us the least likelihood of ending up like that guy? And Smoot just kind of sticks out his thumb and points to the corpse. Would it be staying here where there is a rotting corpse and obviously there must be some danger nearby? Or would leaving here be a little safer just to try and find somewhere a little distant? I personally think sticking together is the best course of action. If you want to venture into the night, we can, but it's more dangerous. If we stay here, at least where we have some light, it's a bit safer. I mean, you said you had some torches. If we all travel together, it just the place gives me an uneasy feeling, and Finnevere didn't seem in the right mind. Well, we'd be pushing through, and if we try to push through, I... Don't know if anyone's going to be able to walk the next morning. Uh, I don't know. I just thought maybe getting a little bit of distance might be healthy for everyone. Sleeping under the stars of a dead man's hanging tree doesn't exactly seem very nerve-calming. Even if we just got another mile out, it would make me sleep a little easier. I think it might help Finnevere too. It's up to you all. I'll do what you want, but again, I'm not responsible for whatever happens. Would everyone else be good to push through for at least another hour? I've wandered off just slightly because, like I said, I wanted to try to find the rest of this man. Okay, so you wandered off even though Amali did warn you, right? Yes. 
Okay. Amazing. Mm. He's next. I rolled a perception check and it was a 22. You wander around the area. It's very dark. Did you take any light with you? No, I probably wouldn't. Okay, so you're only able to go as far as the campfire lets you. You do not see anything. It's almost, it's very dim light where you're going. You don't see any more drops of blood over in any of the areas around the camp. Okay, do I spot anything else while I'm looking or? It, you see a lot of trees. Um, you hear the sound of the wind rushing through the trees, but you don't see anything suspicious. Who had the Seeker's Pendant? Did Molly still have that? Molly did didn't take it? it. He left it in the hand. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go over to where we're bury- trying to bury this dead man mm-hmm. and do my best to, like, set him in a decent-looking position. Okay. And put his pendant back on him. You you do your best to make him look presentable. You you close his eyes, even though his mouth is still agape. You you try to close it, but it's just stuck. And after a certain point, you're like struggling with the arms to bring them closer. And it just looks a little bit more contorted, but you did your best and that's what matters. Uh, very quietly, I'm just going to mutter uh, something along the lines of, well, you tried. And that's all that matters. It's all that matters. Kelsey sees this and makes note of it. All right. <laughs> Kelsey will remember this. <laughs> Appears over your head. Wait, she was watching. <laughs> uh, Molly, again, gestures to everyone. Uh, Matt, Mast? Are we going to make a decision on this? Okay, there you are. What do you want to do? Do you want to stay here or do you want to try to go for a little bit longer? I have no problem staying here. <sighs> I have no preference. Uh, would, would I have... Uh, covered up the body at that point. If your character would have chosen to, yes, you could have. Okay, yeah. Okay. Since I didn't find any more of him, I probably would have made sure he was in his hole and covered him up. Benavir, if it sounds like everyone else is comfortable leaving, I know you wanted to get some distance Look from this place. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have treated you like that. It's uh, all right. I can understand. Corpses and graves have a, a bit of a history. Uh, I once lost everything. And I wanted to get it back. My mother said that she'd come back for me. And I waited day after day after day for many years. At one point, the man looking after me, Sid, told me that it would be better for my health to accept that she had died on her way to find me, which was a very real possibility. So he had me dig a grave with her name on it. I was so angry. It it messed it messed with me for years, and it took a lot of counseling and uh, uh, the counsel of a good friend to get me through such a hard time. And eventually, I had to bury that friend as well. So I'm, I it's just it's just been an emotional time for me, and I took it out on you. That wasn't fair. Don't worry, I'm not one to take things personally. I can understand that everyone's going through a lot here. I can push through. I I can do whatever's asked of me. Just let me know when we're leaving. Well, if everyone's ready, we can head out now. I guess we'll have to light the torches. Stick close. I'm only going to go out for another hour. All right. So, you guys wrap up the camp. While everyone else is wrapping up camp, can Smoot attempt to, with uh, some of the rope he has, find two sticks and try and make a little cross? Sure. And put it over by the grave? Sure. That's fine. I don't know what I'll carry through. Apparently duck memes, but if anything, I hope you find yourself at a better place. So you guys pack up the camp and you travel for another hour before you set up camp for the night. Benavir, you find yourself 
still bothered by everything that happened and everything that you saw. And as you drift off to sleep, you find yourself struggling with a thought and your mind fades into a dream. And in this dream, you see your mother, a ghostly and frail woman wearing a white dress, her blonde hair adorned with the purple flowers you recall from your youth. She smiles pleasantly as her words echo through your mind. But then, half of her face contorts into an ugly and angry-looking figure. Her skin on that side becomes translucent so that you can even see her skull and bones. And the flowers on her head wilt. And as you open your eyes, waking up from the nightmare, you turn, and in the firelight, you see Isabel sitting in front of you. And that is where we're going to end off this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. I do hope you thoroughly enjoyed uh, getting a little bit away from the lighthearted shenanigans that we normally do, a little bit darker in tone. Uh, I am personally a fan. And if you enjoyed it, too, please let us know down in the comments below. Or if you are not listening on a platform that allows you to comment, please let us know on our social media. You can find us at RollFound on Twitter and Instagram. You can even go on our website and leave us a review or also on iTunes. All of these things are greatly appreciated. Likewise, on our website, if you were such a big fan of The Gate Chronicles or any of the other uh, podcasts that we have currently going on right now. We have merchandise for you all. Uh, we are getting characters commissioned. There's artwork. There are hats. There are cups. There are mugs. Uh, in the future, if we can have t-shirts with memes on it, we can. And the way you can make all of this possible is by going down on our Patreon. And if you could send us a little bit of support, that's what gets the gears turning and the ball rolling on all of these wonderful things. We've got some great things in mind planned for the future, but we can't do it without your help and support. So keep tuned listening and let us know all right keep tuned that's a new one keep tuned all right guys see you next week bye actually bye. Next, next week bye, bye.